everybody. How's it going? My name is Christopher Lynn. I am the Assistant Director of Athletics, Head of Equipment at Southern Connecticut State University, joined alongside by... I am Jay Cubby-Turiano, the Assistant Facilities Coordinator. I'm also the SAC Advisor, and welcome. Excited to be here. This is the Southern Connecticut State University Athletics Podcast. First episode we're doing right now. We're live. We're ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Everyone's fired I'm really up for excited. It. And We're going to keep our guests quiet for right now, which is hard to do. It's not Very easy to hard. keep our guests quiet, but we're going to keep them quiet for a couple minutes while, you know, we kind of explain to everybody what we're doing, why we're here, what's going to happen, yep. what, what, we're, what we're trying to accomplish, you know? Get so, into it, Chris. So uh, this is brand new for the Southern Connecticut State University Athletic Department. Our first podcast, uh, we're, we're lucky to have our uh, associate AD for athletic communications, Ken Sweeten, who's, who's producing this as we speak. And uh, every every week we're going to do two of these, I think it is. We're going to bring on different alums, uh, administrators, coaches, athletes, basically anybody that has anything to do with Southern Connecticut athletics at one point or another. And uh, we're going to interview them. We're going to try to figure out what they, uh, what they think about this whole current state of affairs with you know, the coronavirus and COVID and athletics and how that's going to play into it and learn a little bit about each person. Try to figure out uh, how they got here, what they love about this place, because as people will find out through this podcast, myself and, and Jay have been here for quite a long time, so we, we, we enjoy Southern Athletics probably more than most people do, I'd say. And uh, like I said, twice a week we're going to be doing this, Tuesdays and Fridays, we're going to be putting out a podcast with a different different person, and we're, uh, we're looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm so excited, you know, being an alumni. I mean, uh, Southern's the only school that gave me a shot. So I owe Southern everything. Um, I love the athletic department. Um, you know, I worked here as a student with Chris Lynn in the equipment room with the football team. Uh, best four years of my life. I loved every minute of being at Southern, living on campus, being part of this athletic department, and I'm so glad to be back. This will be my fourth year full-time, and I'm just so excited to be doing this podcast, and I love this university. So do I, do I say you're welcome? I don't. Is that what I'm supposed to say there? You're welcome. I mean, I'm the guy who. Yes. Got, I'm the guy who really did this for you. If you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, mean, I really I've, appreciate it. I've been here now full time. This is my 13th year. And if you include my student time, did a little extra year here or there because uh, it was required of me to to get my degree. So I'm actually yep. it's gonna be eight, almost 18 years for me, believe it or not. That's awesome. Congratulations. I've seen a lot of different things through this department. A lot of coaches. A lot of athletes come through. Some amazing things have happened. Some sad things have happened. But, you know, I'm sure we're going to get into all of that we are. throughout these podcasts. And it will be interesting to uh, hear everybody's perspective on what they think about it. I think it's time to bring in our guest. Oh, I don't know if, if you and Ken think so, but I, I, I can't wait anymore. You know what? I think you should be the person who introduces him. I will. I want to just introduce my boss, Jay Moran, Athletic Director, SCSU Athletics, to the podcast, first podcast ever, and how fitting is it to have it with the athletic director? Welcome, Jay. How are you? Thank you, Covey. Chris, um, thank you for uh, leading us through these podcasts. Look forward to hearing the the student-athletes, the alums, the coaches, the administrators over the next several months when we are sitting around not, not having any contest, and at least we have the podcast to listen to. And uh, although I, though I don't have confidence you guys won't lose a game or so as the podcast leaders here, but uh, I'm sure you'll turn around and have a winning record here. I, I could see us going undefeated, actually. Yeah, I don't no. see us losing a game. I looked at the schedule, and I got wins all over the board. I'm with you, actually. So. Got wins all over the board. Just don't bet on it, because uh, Matt Lakowski will be upset with don't you. Don't bet on it. So, uh, 
Jay, give us a little background about yourself. How did you get into athletics? How did you become an athletic director? How did you get to Southern? Just give us a little background. How long do we have, Chris? Uh, not, not tons of time, so I know we just got to keep some of these answers brief. Well, you asked me, you want to know my life story, so you want to keep people excited, too, so I don't know why you're asking me for my resume. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I started at UConn as a uh, walk-on football player. That career lasted 10 days. Uh, I was proud of myself. I lasted at least more than 10 days. My dad said to uh, enjoy college, and I listened to him, and I didn't play football. And I spent seven years as an undergrad at UConn and uh, became a gym rat. That's how so, I got this business. So is it doc? Is it Dr. Moran? You were in college that long. Is it Dr. Moran? Well, no, but at the time I got through, I was playing golf with all the doctors on campus. Gotcha. And, uh, so, you know. So then, you know, I worked. I went to intramural director at age 23 UConn for a year. Worked in home game management. Got out of the business because my wife decided we were getting married 31 Years ago today. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Thank you. To, to you and today? Mrs. Moran. Today? today. How about that? Today. Happy anniversary. Thanks, guys. That's beautiful. Today, September 23rd, 1989. Uh, hurricane Hugo, I believe it was the day that. Um, but she On did. your wedding day? You had a yes. hurricane on your wedding yes. day? Yes. Good wow. sign. Lasted 31 <laughs> years. So, um, you know, she decided that working at UConn, making $4 an hour, getting UConn tickets was not a fun job for me. So I did get out of the business for a while and did a little fundraising. Worked at my alma mater, Notre Dame West Haven, who happened to beat Shelton basketball a few times the last few years. Um, Let's not get into any <laughs> of that stuff yeah, right now. So, uh, you know, up on the hill with the Green Knights and then uh, went to St. Joe's and West Hartford assistant AD. Became the cross-country coach, and when I asked the AD why, I, what experience, he said, you jog. So that was my experience. Did that for eight years. Loved it. Went to Albertus Magnus around the corner as the athletic director. Two years, then spent 10 years in Division Two down at the University of Bridgeport. Right. And then I've been here six years. So a combination of 18 years as athletic director, 28 years in the business Throw in Notre Dame High School, so 30 years in education. It's been a, it's been a long journey for you here. It's been... Uh, I buckled up. It's been a heck of a ride. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now you said you were the cross country coach at St. Joe's. Yes. What was that like? Um, it like was what, that experience. And that divi- they were Division Three when you were the coach there. Yeah, my first meet. Um, everyone had short shorts, and the coaches had short shorts, stopwatches, and bikes. And I had like uh, bike B I K coach, old football coach in shorts. And oh, we uh, gotta get figure if we can dig up a picture know, the old of that polyester somewhere. shorts. And oh, uh, it's out there. We'll find it. And uh, all I cared about was getting him to the finish line. Um, because my athletes in my early years, um, the race ended a lot later than most of the other teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but but they got better every week. That's it. That's all that matters. And I became to an, uh, you know, we, then we we uh, we ended up being one of the best teams in the conference by the time I left. I had the largest team I had twenty women on the team, and uh, you know, if you like to coach, you can coach anything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so Jay, I know you've had a long journey through athletics. When did you know, like, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with my career. I want to be an athletic director. Was there a point in your career that you knew that? Well, first thought, I was an intramural director. I, wanted, I thought I'd want to be recreation and intramural director on a college campus. But then I got the opportunity to go to St. Joe's assistant AD and got involved in coaching and got the itch to stay on the athletic side to make a difference in the lives of young men and women. That's, That's what it's about. It's about the student athletes. It's all about the student. Every decision that we make should be about the student athletes. I agree, 100%. Yeah, so. Now, in your illustrious 30-year career, did you ever think you would come across a time like we're in right now with well, COVID and the coronavirus and, and everything that's let's been going Let's think on? about the last year. We started last year at this time with the triple E virus. Right. I mean, the year before, we dealt with lightning with football. We never dealt with lightning before. And right. So the triple E virus, and then unfortunately, we had a, a tragic death of Mel Coleman on the gymnastics team. 
Um, and then I came in here on a Monday, one day in March, and the administration said that uh, the central office says we can't go to Florida with baseball, softball, lacrosse. And by Thursday, we were all home working at home. Right. Um, no, none of this. There's no playbooks. There has definitely not been a playbook on how to be an athletic director during Triple E times, COVID times, and I don't think there is a playbook for how you deal with a student athlete who dies. I think it's something that you have to deal with and, and work with your students through it. But uh, it's been a long, long year. Yeah, I, to say the least, I think uh, from my perspective as uh, someone who works for you, I think you've handled everything fantastically. I think we've weathered a lot of storms as a department, um, as an administrative staff. We've done a great job making sure that uh, we're doing it. Like you said earlier, everything that's in the best interest of our student athletes throughout all those types of scenarios. So it's um, testament to you and what a great job you've done here. Well, you're only as good as the folks that work around you. And you know, just like a coach who builds a quality team, my job is to build quality people around me that are pretty good at and experts at their positions and um, and giving them the faith to, to do their jobs on a daily basis and uh, I'll let them do their jobs. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Chris. You've done a phenomenal job leading us through this uh, crazy time. Um, so when do you think we're actually going to see a ball get tipped off, a ball, you know, get dropped on the turf again? When are we going to play some sports? Someone when in the do pool? You think? Don't leave other sports out. You're right. I'm sorry. Someone, someone swimming, in the pool. Yeah, anything. What else? I know I'm missing some more. Let's, let's think of the track. Running the track. Let's, yep. let's be honest. When are we going to play lunchtime hoops again? That's what it all comes uh, down to. Uh, we don't have enough time to so, talk about all that. But. you know, Cubby, we're looking at uh, January to start up basketball and uh, possibly volleyball. You know, the fall sports have been postponed. There's no NCAA championship season, but they were, Yanny Tennis said that we're going to play them in the spring, a shortened season, and give them an experience. So we're going to do 19 sports, so to speak, if you count cross country and track and field as you know, six different sports. Um, we're going to do 19 sports from January to the end of May. And uh, But here's the thing. the We're not in control of any of this. We, by the time we are right now, we're on like our 55th plan of the fall season. <laughs> we meet True. weekly as a staff, as you know, but the NE10 meets weekly. Um, the NCAA comes out with uh, guidelines weekly. And uh, the only thing in charge is COVID-19 is in charge of our destination going into the spring. And uh, so I guess I would say that all the decisions and all the planning is based on safety of the athletes and the staff and the campus community. Now, how is, um, you know, your conversations with our coaching staff, how's it been trying to recruit athletes during this time? How's it been trying to get student athletes to come to campus? I mean, this must be a, a struggle for our coaches to well, get Well, you know, here. I think a lot of, the, when we struggle with anything right now, we're in every other, every other university struggling similar stuff. You know, virtual is the way to go right now. Uh, we are going to have some campus visits eventually. Uh, but let's talk about the coaches and the great job that they have done through this COVID. We've met weekly since March virtually. We still meet virtually as of this morning was our last meeting. You know, getting your athletes back, starting out with all these different phase one of 10 people or less, wearing masks, social distancing, um, virtually meeting with your team still going on to phase two next week to, to expand your team a little bit more and then go hopefully get a contact period three weeks from now, uh, four weeks from now with actual inter-squad scrimmages. Um, but they've done a wonderful job. Think about it. 400, about 450 athletes are back, on, I say on campus, they don't live on campus, but are here for the fall just to, for practice and training. 450 out of about 480 that we were expecting. So it, our percentages as opposed to the university 
uh, students back is phenomenal. And that's the effort of the student athletes. I mean, the, the student and the coaches getting their student athletes back and giving them an experience. Um, and I think they're all looking forward to playing games in the spring. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know uh, one of the, the big things for us here at Southern Athletics, um, especially in the fall times homecoming. And I know that's going to look different virtually. I know it's going to be different um, in, in every aspect. And I know that's a huge way for our alums to come back to campus and, and connect with the athletic department because without our alums, I mean, we, we would we'd be in a lot of trouble. They're, they're huge supporters of everything that we do here, and we've been very fortunate to have some of the, the great alums that we've had. What's, a, you know, what's the direction or the plan of still trying to engage these alums? Um, and I, I know this could be more of a question for you know, the people who are running homecoming, but what's our, what's our plan going to be sort of to engage these alums back on, on these, this well, Important the alumni day. office has a virtual week of several different things they want. Uh, they want to get athletics involved in some mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, uh, doing some video, uh, some tapes to show on the on the internet about you know conversations with coaches and athletes through this COVID time. And homecoming here at Southern is very good. You get a good turnout. You get a good crowd. It's done. I've worked at campuses that don't have football and have other other com- right. homecomings. This is, is we do it pretty good here. So. Uh, you know, we're hoping that the alums buy into it. Um, I know that uh, that they will tune into the cooking tailgate session, which uh, representing the athletic department is Cubby, Jay, 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 Jay Triano, yeah. and you're going to cook what, Jay? Buffalo chicken dip. I make a mean buffalo chicken dip. I'm excited. I'm going to make it out on just outfield, too. I mean, what's more authentic than making buffalo chicken dip on the ball field we play on? Every Saturday and sometimes on Friday nights and win I ball games. There was no food allowed on the field. Yeah, you better run this past Joe Hines. I don't know if Joe's going to appreciate you cooking, <laughs> cooking buffalo there chicken may, dip on the field. Well, for a virtual homecoming, this rule is going to have to be accepted. Okay, yeah, I like that. So it's it's going to be different. I mean, I don't know what the alumni reaction is to this. I mean, the alumni right. office will run that. It's still not the same. It's right. just, I mean, it, it does feel weird, you know, having Saturdays free. Evenings free, so f- you know, thirty-one years is my anniversary. I, I've had to introduce myself to my wife this year, say hello to her. You know, yeah, been, who's uh, this guy in the house with me all the time? <laughs> it's been, been it's been quite of a you know. We we made it through the spring when she was home. Third grade was upstairs. The AD office was downstairs. I, if I came upstairs, I had to raise my hand to use the restroom. <laughs> um, and now I like when I'm at home every other day, and she's off at school, and she's got a, being a teacher is not. Uh, let's well, shout out to our coaches, but teachers across. You know, we talk about the, the true heroes, your your first responders, your fire police, your nurses, doctors, everyone. And so are the teachers, let's be honest. The more. teachers, they're doing virtual, they're doing live classroom, they're long days. And uh, my wife is exhausted. And the last Friday, she let's go to happy hour. By the time I got home at 5 o'clock, she <laughs> out cold. But, uh, you know, we, there are so many heroes in the first responders by far, what they're doing on the front line. But... The teachers, what they're doing, and you know they risk themselves, their lives too, with the health, with the COVID out there. But all good stuff. Yeah. I mean, good people doing good things, and I think that's what we lose track of, fellas. Is we 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 live in a country where we're so divided now in so many different ways, and we forget how so many people are coming together to help them get through some tough times, and we don't focus on that enough. Well, to keep going with that theme, um, uh, you mentioned just briefly that you know you're you're the mayor yep. of Manchester, Connecticut. Correct. And you've been politics or government for how long? In 2007, I ran for the Board of Education. Um, my daughter, who passed away 15 years ago tomorrow, another anniversary. Unfortunately, that's not as nice as today's. But, uh, you know, the school was good. They put her in. She had a lot of uh, disabilities, and they put her in the same school. My kids, the principal, thought it was best that she was in the same school. So when, a few years after she passed, I decided to run and give back to my community. 
on the Board of Education and uh, never thought I'd be mayor, never went in for a title, certainly not in for the money. Sure. Um, just give back in her honor every day. And and with that being said, and is it difficult? I mean, obviously, we, we understand in athletics and just in the world in general, but with all the racial injustice going on and things like that, how, how are you managing it from an athletic perspective? And a, I mean, it, these are yeah, a, a coronavirus aside. This is twenty four seven. I mean, I think um, I've learned a lot over the last few years. My mayor role has helped me here through some of the stuff that we've been doing. Uh, you know, I live in a very diverse community, so uh, you know we've done a lot of things for an equity inclusion in Manchester, and we're doing a lot of things here at Southern. And I think we I've done some great things since uh, the George Floyd incident in Minnesota, um, the the tragedy there. That so that we have done a lot of uh, talking athletics uh, athletes. Uh, Fighting Injustices, that's a new group we have, yes. uh, which covers more than just Black Lives Matter. But uh, I think you know our athletic department in July put on a, a great platform with uh, some uh, folks of color that work on campus here, um, from Scott Burrell, athletic uh, basketball coach, to Jim Barber, a former track coach, to Don uh, Stanton, who used to be a track star here, works on campus, and uh, Diane Brown-Albert. Diane does a great job. Great discussion, continuing the conversation, and working our way to be an anti-racist university. Um, and that takes all of us to be involved in, and we're all on a different part of the journey. And uh, our student-athletes are becoming activists and want to be really involved, and I'm pretty proud of them for doing that. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the event this Sunday. Our, we're going to be watching the movie Glory Road with uh, the group Athletes Fighting Injustice out on Just Outfield at 5 o'clock. So looking forward to that. Um, also, Jay, I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, I want you to preach to the athletes how important it is to get out and vote. I mean, you know, make sure you're registered. Get out and vote. I uh, just wanted you to, you know. Yeah, Talk to the athletes me. on thank, that. Thank you, Cubby. Uh, I forgot to mention this to You know, we're, November 3rd, we're going to have no activities that day to, to uh, stress the student-athletes that they need to hopefully register and vote. And not only this year, but the NE10 is pushing it for every year going forward. Uh, and it's not just an NE10 initiative. I saw the CACC had it up on their website. Just saying that the, that the first Tuesday and every November should be important for folks to vote. And so we're pushing that initiative but our student-athletes here at Southern across our conference and across Division Two at this point in time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We're also going to have uh, tables out in front for voter registration in the next couple of weeks. So if um, any athletes are not registered to vote, um, it'll be out in the Moore Field House. There'll be more information to come on that, too. So looking forward to it, and just make sure everyone's get out and vote. I'm learning some new things today that I that maybe I did not know, which is interesting. Yeah. So we're trying yes. to – and like I said, we're – you know, throughout all these podcasts, one of our goals is to – you know, make sure that our prospective student-athletes, our student-athletes and our alums get to know each person um, almost as personally as we can do it within the, the time frame that we have, whether it's 45 minutes or an hour, you know, whatever time we're allotted. So we're trying to make sure that we can cover as many things as we can before we have fun because, I mean, Cubby is the king of doing fun things, and I can already tell he's got this pen and paper in his hand. He's got things written down. This yeah. guy's. This guy, I mean, he's got nothing else to do. The Giants, Saquon Barkley's out. The Giants are yeah. going to be irrelevant this year. So I feel bad for Saquon. He's a, he's. It's going to be a good comeback story. Um, but as the saying goes, next man up. So we're going to have some fun right now. Right, we're going to have some fun. We're going to round the horn or like Michael little rapid Chase, fire. Rapid fire, oh, bing, bang, boom. Yeah. I like this. So I like don't, this. And don't ask me about the Giants because, you know, I love the Giants, right? <laughs> Well, that's one of the questions. Do do you like the Giants? No. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just going to do rapid fire, so don't overthink it. 
whatever comes to the top of your head. The first two are tough questions. Sounds but like uh, a meditation moment. I do meditation now. Don't overthink things. Okay. Uh, med- meditation is good. Meditation is good. All right. So just right off the top. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Favorite movie? Uh, Animal House. Uh, it's a tie between Animal House and Rocky. One's a funny one. One's inspirational. One. I like it. I like it. Favorite mu- music artist and or group? I, ha- I was on PLR first thing journey. this morning and uh, and uh, had to talk about an album with teenagers. I went with Journey uh, Escape in 1981 because of Don't Stop Believing has been a song that's gone through generations. I love going to weddings and we're sitting there belting out the song and you got the 16-year-old and he's going, Uncle Jay, you know that song? Yeah, that came out in 1981. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with Journey. That's a great song. Ken, can you cue that up for us, please? <laughs> we're not that technically uh, savvy we're working yet. on it in fact I was just thinking to myself before that um, I believe this rapid fire is going to probably be a staple of this podcast it's yes I think all of our guests will enjoy it alright so I, we're going to uh, continue to the rapid fire that yeah. was awesome this that rapid was fire so is going to be done at the end of every interview so we're going to learn some we, fun stuff about everybody maybe we can get some uh, some background music like uh, the Jeopardy theme song or something oh, yeah. in the back this is the first time we're doing this so I didn't uh, folks oh, this just... is supposed to be rapid fire they're reloading oh, sorry, right sorry, now sorry. So well, that's all right. All right. Favorite all right. NFL team? Uh, it's, it's a toss-up. I was the Cowboys as a kid. I loved Tom Landry. They fired him. The, my son and I became Viking fans, so I would lean more of the Vikings. Awesome. Not the Giants, by far, my <laughs> least favorite team in football. <laughs> Last meal. Last meal. I had uh, homemade egg muffins. They were like in a muffin pan with uh, Sun-dried tomato onions should, and cheese. Okay, change, so that should, was my... You should change I, the wording of that question. I did not ask that question properly. What would be your last meal? Oh, okay. So I answered it correctly. Right. You I, did. I, I, and I apologize I, yeah, uh, to all of our listeners. I apologize. Listen. My fault. I apologize. It's your first podcast too, Jay. You're you know, right. You're, you're listen, working it you out. you grew up in the New Haven area, and I don't eat meat right now. It's uh, after I saw the movie uh, Forks Over Nice on Netflix, so it's been since March, but... I'd get a sausage of pizza. It had to come from some parties or Peppies or salad. Oof. It grew up in the New Haven area. If you don't die eating a slice of, pe- of beets, then why? And it's a yeah. beets, by the way. It's a moots. It's not cheese. There's no lo- such as a large cheese. It's a large of moots if you grew up here in New Haven area, right? Let's get it right. This is an Irish guy, Irish-English guy, telling you that there's no such thing as a large cheese pizza in New Haven. It's a large of moots. All right. Time out full. Sally's modern. What do you want? I'm going to go, but I never was and didn't go to Sally's that often. Okay, so, so you're modern. modern. didn't go to, I why? mean, I like them both. Why would you not throw Peppies in there? Well, they were just rated the no, number no, no, one no, no, pizza no, no, no. place well, in America. Why my favorite pizza. I was doing a bracket, so modern uh, modern or Peppies. Uh, I'd go pep, pep, my favorite pizza, and I love to, it's a sausage, even though I'm not eating sausage right now, from Peppies by far. Okay. Thank you. you know, I, wanna, I, wanna I like zoo parties though. You got to go. Let's go West Haven zoo parties. West Haven zoo parties. Go. Yep. And if you're gonna go to Manchester, go to go to my this Mulberry and Philomena. I, mean, I can't get, can't leave Manchester out of this. And right? I want to digress for a second here. I, I just saw this on Facebook from a friend of mine the other day, and it really made me think. Have you been to to Louis Lunch? Louis Lunch is the first I place have. where they made the hamburger. Yeah. Have you ever been there? No. There's no ketchup. It, it, there's no no ketchup. <laughs> now it, you cannot ask for it. You, if you bring it in it, and they catch it, I mean they're firing you out of that. They place catch up you. Have you had it? I've I've been there numerous times. If you have not been there, you absolutely. I mean, this is. I agree. Are, yeah, I here's agree. the other thing we should talk about while we're doing this rapid fire thing. But our campus is in New Haven, Connecticut. I mean, there yes. are. Th- like we're talking about Peppies, Lou's. I mean, there's amazing things here that, like, you're right. Just a, a short drive away that we can go to. I mean, if you've not been there, you have to go eat there. If you can't, I agree. There, 
Ken's been there. I mean, I, yeah, it's delicious. It's unreal. Now that you know, they're open crazy hours, weird hours. You get it on toast. You get you gotta have tomato. I mean, they're get very the potato salad. There, very specific, but you gotta go. You have to go. Hey, Jay. and listen, if you're gonna, we're gonna recruit. We're listening. Recruits listen to this too, right? Yes. Come on, you get the best pizza in the world. You come to Southern yeah, Connecticut, that's what right I mean. at your. Within feet, uh, feet, feet of you, right? And let's be honest, we're the only Division two school in the city of New Haven. There's the only two. Right. That's right. There's that only, is true. There's only one Division two school in the city. Right. And that's Southern Connecticut State University. Right. Yeah, UNH true. is technically in West Haven. Yeah, I didn't want to mention their name. Not we're not yeah, here to promote job. them, so don't mention their name. Unbelievable. Well, can cut rookie, that out. Rookie move. <laughs> can cut that out. Thank you, buddy. All well, right. Louis, same thing. Louis' lunch. I mean, that's the you can, like you just said. You can come down here and have pizza, the the best pizza in in, in America, if not the world. You can have the first cheeseburger, hamburger, whatever you want to call it, ever made. I mean, this this is the establishment where the first cheeseburger, like, yeah. and I know that's up for debate. People say it's up for debate. I don't think it is. I think it is what it is. But, I mean, it, there are so many great things you can do. Oh, yeah. We, we're going to put a bookmark in that because we can go on for hours right. of I'm New sorry. Haven. I'm but sorry. the last thing I'm going to say on that is you don't need the ketchup. That's how good the, the meat is. Um, Jay, give me one thing off your bucket list. One thing off my that you haven't done yet, and you would like to do it. <sighs> this is the one. This is a tough one. Fire, so you made me rapid fire. One thing off my bucket list. It's a tough one. Uh, then I'm gonna hit you with an easy one. Then the next one's gonna be hard. So I'll just I like the back and forth there. Give him a chance to. Right, so hit me the easy down. one. For, I'm thinking about the bucket list. No, one. it's rapid fire. It's supposed to be quick. Oh, it's yeah, it's gotta be quick. I mean, I'm gonna, uh, I guess, uh, br- br- um, lunch. At Louis and then <laughs> dinner at Pep. No, no. <laughs> I guess that's a good answer. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, Hawaii's on the bucket list. Man, I've never been to Hawaii. You heard know, it's beautiful. Uh, uh, my bucket list would be on a tiki hut on an island. I, you know, I like to. Uh, probably my skin doctor wouldn't like me. I love the sun. Love Sounds to amazing. Just sit back and enjoy life. And I was life's the beach. I was supposed to go okay. to Hawaii with the baseball team. So was I. I'd like to yeah. thank Coach Shea for making that not Can happen. Uh, yeah. He's listening. Thanks, Coach Shea, for that. If you could be one animal, what would you be? One animal. Go. What's a go? go no, go quick. Quick what's answer. A, what's a one animal? I don't know. I, I think I'd be the road runner. Beep beep. You gotta be. I want to be fast. I don't think. I, okay. be, I don't think road runners actually say beep beep though. Beep beep. That's, That's just the, the cartoon. Right. I mean, we'll have to check that. Nah, come on. If you're gonna be an animal, you gotta be the lion. You gotta be the lion king. Come on. You see the lion. I like that. So you're a lion or a roadrunner? Those are two very different I'm going to be things. the lion. I'm going to okay. be the lion. We're gonna so be you changed it. That's All right. So I'm going to, because I want to be able to roar and take, and be, but uh, having a little Simba by my side, you know? That's awesome. This family is the most important thing in our life, folks. Let's be honest. You're right. That is beautifully said. Did I say I, well go, I wanted to go to Hawaii with my family, I guess. I didn't mention that part of it. <laughs> so my last question is, and one person in the foxhole, who's it going to be? Well, you know, I used to do this all the time. All the time. You know, I guess today the best answer would be, uh, you know, my wife. It's my wedding anniversary. You know, it's kind of, I'm going to die. I'm gonna be, or, you know, everyone always says my grandmother because she's the nicest person, you know. And I guess the real answer would be Rambo because you want someone to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone or Rambo? John Rambo. So you're in the foxhole with a couple of people, your grandmother, your your wife, and Rambo. I mean, that's yeah, an interesting well, group. That's a good crew. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I'm just saying these are the answers people oh. have given me oh. over the years. So this isn't oh, your answer. Someone even said, um, you know, other folks too, but uh, if I was in a foxhole, who would I want to be with? 
Listen, I'm going to promote my new son, grandson, Jack, as he's only 10 days old because uh, right now he's lighting up the world. So if I'm going to die, I want to be lighting with a big smile on my face. So anyone from my family would be the real answer. I wouldn't want one person. I want to, I want to, I'd love to enjoy life. So let's, if we're going to be in the foxhole, I'm bringing you guys all in, too. And we're just going to sit back and have a couple of adult beverages, maybe have some popcorn and uh, let what happen what happens. But we're going to go with a smile on our face. When does, the, uh, fo- when does that start, the whole foxhole thing? Um, uh, usually four o'clock oh. those days on the, on the dial. Uh, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, well, thank you so much, Jay. Well, let's talk. Let's go back to Southern athletics. You know, I know you guys like this fun stuff, but uh, what do you guys think so far for the fall? I'm going to take over now. I like it. So you're interviewing us now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like because uh, we weren't. This won't be the first this. time. <laughs> we prepared for this. I was not prepared for this. Okay. So what was the question? I'm sorry. So yeah. what do you think of this whole what we're doing right now and. In terms of the COVID and the fall, don't we, don't we miss Southern Connecticut I, athletic games? I miss the games so much. I mean, you guys know I'm at all the games. I I, I need them. I, I need to hear right the, the whistle, the tip off, the volleyball. I need it. Yeah. Soccer, the ball hitting the back of the net, big goal. Yeah, this is the first time um, in 17, football, 17 just, years where I have yeah. not uh, swimming done football. I mean, I I've traveled to every away game in 17 yeah. years. I I haven't missed a game. I, maybe one. Every home game I've I've been at, it's uh, like you said earlier, it's it's been actually been a little bit of a shock to like yeah. me and my family, the amount of time I'm home on the weekends and things I'm doing, and it's it's been crazy. And then you have people like Jerry Katona, and who that's a guy we got to get on here is Jerry Katona. That Jeez. would be we have that, some stories. That's a man who's who's had. Where did he grow years. up? What high school did he go to? Manchester, Manchester, right. Right. Manchester. Oh, full go. circle here. Yeah. and that's a guy who's been to fifty years of Southern football. So that guy's, I mean, he's yeah. beyond lost. Hey, listen, guys, we're fortunate enough to get up every day and work in a world with student-athletes and do what's best for them. We, we get to enjoy our jobs. We, we miss the games because we, we enjoy going to them. We enjoy watching yeah. them compete. We love watching our coaches coach. Um, we have a great, great group of people here, and that success will continue as we get into the spring, even though it will be like when, say goodbye to your, your, your family because we won't see them for six months. Right. But, um, it's the people in any organization that make it, and at Southern Connecticut, it's definitely the student-athletes leading the charge, but not too far behind. I would put the staff and the coaches right there with them um, because without this great athletic department, they don't have the experience they have, and so I thank you for all what you guys do every day and uh, Ken behind the scenes over there and all the, all the staff and coaches here because the greatest resource in any organization is the human resource, and we forget that sometimes. And I think we forgot a lot of that during COVID because we're so busy dealing with this thing we've never dealt with before. We forget that the people we worked with are the most important people and the people we work for. So folks out there, if you want to come to Southern Connecticut University Recruits, this is the place to be. Great staff, great coaches, great university, and great pizzas in Hamburg nearby. So keep it going. Thanks for letting me have me on the first episode, and I hope Ken does a good job editing it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Dave. really appreciate the time. Thank you, Cubby. Thanks. Thank you, we, Christopher. Jay, we really appreciate it. This has been awesome. For our yeah. first podcast, I think uh, I think, I think, think we knocked out of the park, Cub. I yeah, really we do. did. We got to think of some cool little terminology to say at the end, you know, like, we'll I love you. Up. Have a good have a good night or Folks, something. That's going to be organic, though. Listen, it's not going to be forced. As you move forward through COVID, it's all or nothing. Shh.